Mighty God, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're tuning in, we're in the midst of prayer right now. Thank you, Lord. But I want to let you know you're in the right place at the right time. You're listening to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, we want to thank you for uh, for uh, joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, we want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness, how you have blessed us, Lord God, to to uh, to be in this day this is the day that you made and so you designed it with us in mind you placed us in this moment in this space of time lord god ah hey glory bless your name jesus thank you lord god lord and so we're here to say thank you we've gathered in this place lord god we have driven Lord God, and ask that you would bless, Lord, each one that have that got up out of their beds and prepared their hearts and, Lord God, and, and, and made their way to this house. Lord God, thank you, Lord, for your kindness, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you remember those that are tuning in, Lord God, near and far. Lord God, those that they may be preparing for service at their church. Lord God, but yet they're listening in in preparation and Lord God, in, in the lighting of the flame of praise, Lord God, in the spirit of worship, Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord. Lord God, remember those, Lord God, that are that will be tuning in because of the different time zones, Lord God. But I ask that the spirit, your word, Lord God, Lord Jesus, penetrates the atmosphere, Lord God, of where they are, Lord Jesus, and, and see them with a blessing, Lord God. Lord, that they soul should say hallelujah. Lord, that they soul would say thank you, Jesus. Lord God, that they give you praise and honor, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Ask that you would bless them, Lord. Almighty God, keep your word stirred in their heart, Lord. Oh, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Lord, keep your word stirred in all of our hearts, Lord. Lord, so that we don't sin against you. Oh, Lord God, help us to seek you while you can be found, Lord. Lord, fill us with your spirit, oh, Lord God. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, fill us, Lord. Lord, you touched the apostles and filled them with the Holy Ghost again and again. Lord God, fill us with your spirit, oh, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord, as we cry out unto you, as we seek your face, Lord. Lord, as we lift our hands up, Lord God, to Lord, in praise and, and wave offerings, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, as we, Lord, go forth demonstrative, oh, Lord God, rejoicing in you. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, as we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. That's what we want to be. We want to be holy and acceptable to you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to be holy and acceptable to you, Lord. Lord, if there's any that is present, anyone under the sound of my voice, I ask, Lord God, that you would search all of us. If there's any sin, Lord God, that has not been dealt with, I pray and ask that you would bring it to the forefront of the mind so that it can be dealt with. Lord God, thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we want to be a sinless people. Lord, a, a church without spot or wrinkle. Lord, we want to be the people that you're calling for in this generation, in this day, in this time. Hallelujah. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. We'll be careful to give you glory and honor. We'll be careful to testify of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior, mighty God. The Lord is blessing me right now, oh, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now, oh, right now. Well, he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now, oh, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now oh right now well he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way the lord is blessing me right now right now right now let's tell him one more time the lord is blessing me right now oh, right now the lord is blessing me right now oh right now well he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way the Lord is blessing me right now, right now, right now. Amen. That is, uh, I, I don't believe it's just my testimony. I believe that is all of our testimony today, that the Lord is blessing me right now. You have to take it personal for yourself. And I take the, the word of God and I take the gospel very personal, very personal. Sometimes people ask me, they, I, I've been asked, you know, well, why are you so, well, I'm not serious. I laugh. I go to football games and, and all kinds of activities. And, you know, I love music and, and carrying on. But, but when it comes down to what God wants, 
he's numeral. He's number one. Everything else is secondary compared to God is what he has to say. And that's how we're supposed to live our lives. Amen. As as far as what the Lord has to say, again, want to thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're just now tuning in, I want you to know our Sunday worship begins at 9 a.m. And our online Bible class is at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Now, again, we believe the Bible is the word of God. This is not just a cliche. It's not a feel good saying uh, to make anybody, you know, feel. No, listen, you will feel good when you live safe. You know, there was a commercial that said things go better with Coke. And and, and I do love Coke and strong soda, you know, and, and and so. But I found out it goes better with Christ. Things go really good with the Lord, with the, with the Lord. Yes. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way. I, I certainly believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Whatever you're dealing with right now, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with. Find out what God has to say about it. Now, we quote the scripture and we, we've been the past week or so. We've been really on this uh, in Proverbs, the third chapter. Uh, I believe it's the fifth and sixth verse. Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth or sixth verse. Now, one of the things about you, when you have the difference in having a, a, a device and having a Bible uh, paperback is that some of us are faster with our papers than we are with our devices. And, and so uh, Proverbs, the third chapter and the fifth verse, it gives us some insight. It gives us a, 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 a message. And so what is the message? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto, unto thine own understanding. And in all ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Read that verse again. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart Mm -hmm. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Mm -hmm. In all ways, acknowledge him. Does it say in all ways or in, in all thy ways? In all thy ways. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was listening for. In all thy ways. Not in all ways, but it says in all thy ways. To do what? Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And he shall. And he shall. The absence of a word will change the entire meaning. If if I misprogram when I'm writing code for something or I'm doing a query and I and I'm adding uh some criteria, if I miss a word, I'm not gonna get the results that I'm looking for. If you go to Master Google um to and ask Master Google, that's what we refer to Googling um in some of our areas. If you ask Google and you don't ask the right way, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Whatever search engine, Bing, Safari, uh, whatever that you're looking looking for, you need to ask the right way. It's the same with God. Thank you. It's the same with God. He's not programmed and he do understand, but we sometimes ask for the wrong thing because we have not thought about what we're asking for. Uh, here's an example. The Bible tells us to 
uh, somebody, I, I've had people come to the altar and they want prayer. And what, what do you want prayer for? I want, I want prayer that God will give me joy. Well, no, the Bible doesn't tell us to pray for joy. It doesn't tell us to do that. The scripture says for us to leap for joy. So you obtain joy by doing something, not praying about it. Well, Lord, I want the Lord to increase my faith. The Bible didn't say pray for faith. It said have faith. Have faith. So that is something that you are determined to do, and that is to put your body, to put your mind, to put your spirit and your surroundings in check and say that you're going to believe God. You're going to believe God no matter what. And I speak that from experience. I know that for myself, that I've told myself that when things seemed diverse, when things were going crazy, when I didn't understand, when I couldn't see it, that I'm yet going to trust God. Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. I don't understand what's going on. Things is going haywire. Uh, I done lost stuff. I, done, uh, I was doing all right. And all of a sudden, everything fell out. But I'm going to trust him anyway. I'm going to be a person of integrity. Can you be a person of integrity this, this morning? Uh, today. Tomorrow's not here. Let's just deal with today. Can you be a person of integrity? Now, my heart is stirred up and we're going to go on into the word of God this morning. And so I hope you have your Bibles. I hope you're tuned up. You know, don't take take your take your devices off standby and all of that. Don't let them go to sleep because we're going to get in the word of God. And I may call out some scriptures for you to find or may ask you to, to Google something to, to satisfy and to show you that it is in the word of God. Now, as I said, we believe the word of God and there's nothing else. Now, yesterday I was watching uh, Fox News, Fox News, and I'm, you know, surfing. I'm, I'm sitting there and, and I'm doing some work uh, and I'm preparing for some things, some things that we have coming up. And I'm watching Fox News and um, this is this is on October 27th to the 28th. So the 27th, I give them day and time sometimes so that you know that you're not hearing something that has been, um, well, yesterday was the 28th. Today is the 29th. So that was yesterday, the 28th. So now you know this is live. This is not, <laughs> this is not pre-recorded except for those that will hear it hours later from now. Listen, I, I'm excited about the Lord, but I'm listening to the, um, a politician one of the politicians who is giving a speech on behalf of the Jewish coalition. And he went all the way back into Genesis to talk about God establishing Israel as a people born through the seed of promise, Isaac. And if you've been with us in the book of Genesis, you know that, that this is the path that we've been on. And, and so I'm listening to what he's saying and I know what he's saying is true. Uh, and, but the point is that Israel has a promise that God has made with them, that they are his people. And don't matter how much they've messed up. And, and listen, uh, don't, don't believe that once saved is always saved because everybody that uh, came out of Egypt was not delivered. They didn't enter into the promised land. 
Everyone did not enter into the promised land. Everyone did not enter. There was a generation of people that died out in the wilderness. Even though they knew the power of God, they saw the, the magnificence of God. God did not let their shoes wear out. He didn't let their clothes go uh, uh, wear out or anything like that. He fed them. They saw power. They saw God's miraculous power. And yet they were not saved. They were not saved. And so there is no one saved, always saved. Now, for those that may not believe that and you have a question about it, please feel free to contact us on ConnectingTruth.org. That's the website. There's a contact page there. You can ask questions. I will be glad to give you scriptures regarding the word of God and regarding what God has planned. Everyone is not telling you the truth. And so this is simply the gospel truth because we're talking about your soul salvation. Now, I often say, keep your eyes on the east. Don't work. Don't be concerned about America. America is just a bypass. America is just a bypass and God has used America. But you want to keep the clock and the way things go is in the east. All right. And so I know a few weeks ago I, I said that um, Bible students, I said there's a significance to the east gate. Uh, it's been uh, uh, some days now. You ought to understand and know what that is. I hope you have dealt in and dug in that to understand what the significance of the East Gate is. And, and so as we look at and feel and know the atmosphere, you ought to be stirred in your spirit. You ought to be stirred up in your heart. And, and so um, the Bible tells us in the third chapter of Acts, the third chapter of Acts, the 19th verse, and this is one of my favorite verses out of many of favorites that I have. It says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. You want your sins to be blotted out. Which means that if your sins, if he's saying to repent and repentance is what is needed to blot out sin, that means there is a record. There's a record of our activities. Now, uh, uh, there's a scripture. There's a scripture that says um, some men's sins uh, come after them and other men's sins go before them. You want your sins to be blotted out. Now, when I watch um, TV, and I don't, I don't do a lot of TV watching, but I have the TV on. I like having an atmosphere. And so usually there's some type of noise going on behind me, uh, but that is that is not my focus. Uh, my focus is whatever I'm working on. But I, I was telling, sharing with, did you find that? Okay, what do I say? First Timothy 5 and 24. Mm -hmm. Some men's sins are open beforehand. Some man's sins are open beforehand. Going before to judgment. Uh-huh. And some and some men they follow after. Okay. 
So our sins right now, there's a new scripture said judgment begins and some people, we're dealing with sin right now. We're dealing with sin right now in this moment. But there are those that want to wait. Now, for those that believe that, well, you know, you, I didn't live my life. My mother didn't live her life. My daddy didn't live his life. My grandparents, my best friend, you know, my girlfriend, my, uh, my buddy, my dog, whatever you want to call it, whatever. They're on their deathbed. They're getting ready to take their last breath. And they say, Lord, forgive me. I receive you in my heart. Well, the scripture says some people's sins are dealt with before. Now, here it is. You have spent years because this is not a sprint. It's a it's a marathon. So you go day to day sacrifice and presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Which is our reasonable service, all of us. And here there's someone on a deathbed that don't have a life to present. Says, God, forgive me. And now God has to deal with their sin. Oh, yes. The scripture tell us that some people's sins are for them and then some people's sin come after them. So now you standing there in the presence of God and I'm just using this uh, as an example. So you standing in the presence of God. And you have a, and you have all this baggage behind you. It was never dealt with, but now it has to be dealt with. It must be dealt with. Do you really want to take that chance? Do you really want it to be dealt with at that moment? Or would you rather deal with it now? What does the Bible say? First Peter four and 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it, it and if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Judgment begins in the house of God. So if it starts here and we're coming to service and we're asking God to forgive us of sin, things that we did not know that we did unconsciously. Or we may have done consciously. Now, beware of that conscious sin, because that means there are issues in your heart that you haven't dealt with. Uh, you'll find that in James, uh, that God doesn't tempt us with sin. Um, but uh, but every man when he is tempted. And so the Bible is clear. Now, I, I was I was listening to the book of Leviticus. Was it the book of Leviticus yesterday? Last night? Yes. All right. We <laughs> we were in the book of Leviticus listening. He was half asleep. And the Bible talks about accidental sin. Talks about accidental sin and all and everybody listening and those that <laughs> know that you're not going to claim everything is an accident. It was not an accident when you pull your pants down. It was not an accident when you dropped that skirt or pulled it up. It was not an accident when you busted the cap on that bottle or when you busted a cap on somebody anyway. It was not an accident. When you went there, you knew you shouldn't have gone there, but you went there. It was not an accident. That was all, uh, all uh, you handled that. 
But there are some things that are could be accidental that you did not know was offensive, that you did not know. And so the Bible was in Leviticus, it talks to the ministers, and that includes the ministers too, on how to deal with accidental sin, things that people are not aware of. What do I say? James 1.13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. None of us can make the statement and say, wow, I, I, I fell into sin. I did it. I did the do. I did what I knew I should not have been doing. I could not help myself lying. Stop lying. You could have, but you didn't. You, you was overwhelmed. And so some people have said, well, God tempted me. God did not tempt you. Read. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Uh-huh. Neither tempted he any man. So God is not going to tell us to, uh, God does not tell us to, to stop sinning. Stop sinning. Don't go there. He's not going to tell us that. And then turn around and dangle that carrot in our face. That's not God. What do it say? What else do it say? But every man is tempted. But every man, woman, boy and girl. When he is drawn away of his own lust. So there's un there's stuff that has not been dealt with. You have to deal with it. And your story is yours. Yes it is. But the story you have is not exclusive. Someone else has dealt with whatever you're dealing with. Someone else has been there and done that. I certainly know that for myself that I've been there. I've done that in, in, in many different areas. In some areas, and, and shamefully, you know, there are some things I, I, I just now in my, my older, my older um, years, my more seasoned years that I like to put, um, share with my children when it's necessary only when it's necessary to bring about a point because it's been dealt with so there's something i can say just like there's something you can say there's some things that you may even see your children do and you know that you did the same thing when you was younger you can't beat them up don't beat them up because you're just going to do, they're going to do the same thing you do, run and hit, hide. They're going to hide. But you can deal with it more wisely because you've been there, you've experienced it, and you know what you didn't like when you were told. And so you, you have a chance to be more wiser in what you do and how you deal with it. I was sharing with someone the other day on the phone that I had a, I had a scary curl, remember? I had a scary curl and and I had my ear was pierced, that big old stud in my ear for a while. And um I, and I have a picture of that. And so my son 
Uh, he went and he got his ears pierced and he got both his ears pierced. And, and I noticed when I would come in the room that he would, uh, at that time he had had a motorcycle accident. So I would come in from work, uh, make sure he was okay and everything. And, you know, and, and, uh, cause he couldn't walk. He, he had bolts in his knees and, and so he's fine now. He's, he's got mobility, skiing and, and bicycling and uh, basketball, all that stuff. And, and, you know, uh, and so, um, but at that moment, so his ears are pierced. And so he would cover it. He always repositioned his pillow so that I could not see because he was concerned that I was going to say something. And I did say something. I did. After a couple of days, I walked in one day and I said, you know, I'm disappointed. I said, I'm really disappointed. And I could see the wall that he had built up in front of him. Waiting for this moment of confrontation. And I said, I'm disappointed because you didn't get no diamonds. You got black studs. Why didn't you get diamonds, man? You know, and he he couldn't do nothing but laugh at that moment because it was so unexpected. And I never said nothing else about it because I remember where I was in my early in my early years, you know, my late teens and early 20s, where I was and what my mindset was. And so I dealt with it differently by not dealing with it. Besides that only statement, the day came where he said, Dad, you know, I went to a job interview. And while I was sitting there waiting for that interview, I heard I overheard what was going on in the interview session ahead of me. And then when the guy came out and what the gentleman said to me and his demeanor. I said, I realized in that moment I needed to make a change because I had to go into an interview and undo unravel everything the person that looked like me had just illustrated. And he walked away with the job. So there was a learning. We have to know how to deal with things in a wise way, even with ourselves. And it doesn't excuse us to commit sin. Now, the Bible says that judgment deals in our house and that are. And so this. So now someone is on a deathbed and they're saying, Lord. Um, forgive me for my sins. And, you know, and I'm OK. And, you know, I, I did a cross across my head, across my chest, you know, symbolizing. I don't know what. What is the purpose of the cross um, that you from your forehead to your stomach, your navel, whatever, across your shoulders, you know, all of that kind of, what is the purpose of rubbing the beads together? What is that doing? When there is no sincereness, there is no holiness. See, this is what I want to get to today. There's no holiness. Now, the Peter says, repent ye therefore and be converted, change, Transform that your sins may be blotted out. Is there anything if if the rapture, everyone's familiar with rapture, or if First uh, Thessalonians four sixteen today, let's say it's going to happen today. This is simply gospel, simply gospel truths. It's going to happen today. Matter of fact, and no man knows the hour. No man knows the time. It's going to be a surprise for everybody. Okay? That's the scripture. 
So if anybody tell you I know the date, hour, and time, they're lying. That is the devil. That's deception. Get away from them. I don't know the date and time. No one knows the date and time. It's a secret. It's been hidden. All right. What does for what does it say? For the Lord Himself. The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Okay, so when the Lord Himself descends from heaven with a shout, and you in the bed doing the do, you you now the busted the cap on something, whatever you gonna sedate yourself with. The Lord from heaven is is descending with a shout. You haven't even made it to the bathroom to wash up you or anything like that. You in the guilt of whatever you've done, or maybe you don't feel guilty because it, it, you may have thought it was that good. I don't know. Read. With the voice of the arch, archangel. So it's going to be allowed, but only those that are in tune will hear this. Let me be clear about that. Everyone is not going to hear the voice. Hear the dissension of the Lord and the and his voice. And with the trump of God, uh-huh, and the dead in Christ shall rise. Those up. that have died, whether it's a relative, a friend, someone that you know, but let me be clear here. If they have not been, if they did not follow Acts 3 and 19, repent and be converted so that their sins are blotted out, they are not going to rise. I don't care how much you love them. And I'm not saying that to be rude or to be mean. We're talking about the truth. If there, if your, if the sins are not blotted out, you will not rise. Read. Then we, which are alive. We that are alive, that sins have been blotted out. Uh-huh. And remain shall be caught up together. At that moment, we will be caught up together with those that were dead in Christ. Read. With them in the clouds uh -huh. to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, Peter is reiterating this particular message that was given to them. The Bible said that 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 they were standing there, and this is in the first chapter of Acts. It said that they, when Christ ascended after the resurrection, that the Bible said, and while they looked steadfastly toward the heaven as he went up, as he went up. And then when I say he went up, and when I talk about he, I am not talking about none of the painted pictures that you see. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be real about that all the time. I'm not talking about the painted images that you've seen or anything like that. I'm talking about uh, the, the son of God where the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the testimony. The word became flesh. The word was incarnated. 
and we and they said that we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of God. In other words, this was real. In other words, there was truth. There was no fake. There was no image. This was not a commercial or anything like that. This is real. Okay. And so uh, the, the, the Bible is telling us that they stood and as he was caught up, as he was being lifted up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Two of God's servants were standing there. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand you here gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from you into the heaven, shall also come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So this is what Peter is reiterating. This is what Peter is talking about, that the Lord and, and the Lord now he has matured and God has given him more, uh, more insight. And so Peter is now saying that, hey, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Then we which are alive. We're going to be caught up to meet him in the air as he is. We're going to be caught up. And so are you ready to be caught up? Remember, I asked the question, I said, what if, if, if he was coming today? What would you have to do to be ready if the Lord was coming today? You knew he was coming. The Lord has made it plain that he was coming. There may be a moment that you're in bed asleep. The Bible tells us in, in I believe it's in Matthews, that some are going to be in the bed. Some are going to be in the field working. And that in that time when the Lord comes, so you may be in bed. You may be at work. What are you doing? What are you doing? And the Lord comes. You might So you're in bed sleeping. You're dreaming. And your, your dream that you're dreaming that the rapture is taking place. And you've never experienced this before. And you open your eyes up. And you're in his presence. And you see people all around. You see the angelic beings all around. You, you made it in. Those that don't make it, those that do not hear the trump of God, those that felt that, well, you know, it, it really wasn't going to happen. It, you know, we've been hearing it for years. Well, I thank God that we've been hearing it for years because it gave me a chance to get saved. Now, let me point this out. When the, when the Lord comes, he's not coming because you have an enemy and you want her to be chastised because you can't do it and because you dislike her and all that kind of, he ain't coming to deal with your, with your hangups. Okay. He's coming to deal with the, 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 the sin and the uh, one that has caused, uh, deceived a woman in the garden. Uh, he's coming to deal with unfinished business and it has nothing to do with your hangups. Okay. Let's let's be clear about that. He's dealing with unfinished. He's dealing with business. And I, I'm just paraphrasing and putting it that way. Well, the Bible tell us that we ought to. First uh, Peter one and 13 said, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Lord as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, the things that you did that you know you should not have been doing, but yet it was kind of this ignorance. Okay. You didn't have a relationship with God at that time, 
But now you have a relationship. The 15 verse says, but as he which have called you is holy. This is, I want you to get this. He that has called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation or living. How do we live day to day? The Bible tells us to be holy, to be holy. We got a lot of hangups and that we need to get rid of, that we need to repent of, that we need to uh, uh, make sure that some of the hangups that we have, that, that we hold on to as a pacifier and we make excuses for it. God is not making excuses for that mess. The 16th verse says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And so God tell us, uh, the word of God tells us to be holy, to be holy unto the Lord. Now, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Now, we hear a lot in a lot of movies where people say, well, you know, when I get there, Peter is going to be at the gate. I want to be clear. Peter is not going to be at the gate. Okay. Peter's not going to be there at the gate waiting to usher you in. No. The Bible doesn't say that. Matter of fact, Peter does not have the name Peter. For those that say that are praying to St. Peter, praying to, to St. Mary and all of that, those names do not exist. That's Bible. That's Bible. What do you mean they don't exist? No. <laughs> they don't exist. I'm going to see my mother there. My mother was, was, was Miss Jones. I'm good. Mother Jones. We're going to call her Mother Jones. Mother Jones' name is not there. No. I, I could yell Mother Jones from now throughout eternity. Mother Jones is not there. No. No, no. And we'll tell you why in just a moment. You need to understand what the Bible says. You need to know and understand the promises of God. You need to know. This is why we avoid the tradition of men. I didn't say God. I didn't say the foundation of God. I said the tradition of men. The tradition of men will have you messed up Believing and thinking that, well, you know, this is how it is. And and so, you know, I'm just going to believe that. And you holding on to that lie. You holding on to that untruth. And you're going to miss out on your soul salvation. It don't matter about the multitude. The Bible said few there be saved. Will you be one of the few if he came today? Will you be one of the few? What is it that you need to get straight with God right now? What is it that you need to repent of and make a change and, honest, and, 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 and hold on to that change that you make? What is it? Bless your Lord God. What is it? The Bible said that they will receive a new name. A new name. When we're caught up, it talks about he that overcometh that will receive a new name. And so if you have a new name, 
Pastor Carl, Pastor Carl Hemmings, no, mm -mm. that name's not going to exist there. No, I'll have a new name. And with that new name, how are you going to get in touch with me? Listen to what the Bible says. What is the scripture? Revelation 2.17. He that hath an ear, let, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. Church and everybody else, hear what God is, hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear what Pastor Carl is saying. To him that overcomes, will I give to eat of the hidden manner. You're going to have, uh-huh. And will give him a white stone. And in the white, in the stone. In the stone. A new name written. But you thought it was something with Kay's jeweler when he, when he went to Kay's jeweler and, and flipped that box open. And you thought it was something. When it, when he well maybe it was just a case jeweler box and no or when he went to Jared's or whatever uh, whatever store that he went to and he flipped that box it was an exciting day it was an exciting moment I'm I'm happy for you but here the Bible tells us that I will give to eat of the hidden manner and I will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man know except him that receive it. So the only person that knows that now you're in glory, those that have died and was risen up and those that are caught up uh, have a new name. And so this means that everybody that have exceeded everyone else that got up after the crucifixion, when Christ rose and the Bible said that he went down in the grave and he preached to those that were sometime disobedient. And then the Bible talks about the, the earth opening and the saints got up and walked through the through the city. I find that for me. And the saints got up and walked through the city and the people received their loved ones. They saw them. People recognized them. He preached to those that were sometime disobedient. They got new names. Judas, who betrayed Christ was there in the grave when he went and preached that Judas had repented already. Yes, Judas repented. Remember, the Bible said that, that he repented and he was sorrowful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Mighty God. He was sorrowful. He took back the money that he had taken and told them to take it. They said they didn't want it. It didn't matter. He was still repentant. The man felt bad. The man felt the guilt that it was eating him up. He couldn't handle it. He was there when Christ went down in the grave and preached. And the Bible did not say that he didn't get up with those that, that got up out the grave. You need to be careful when you get into the Bible truths and you listen to what other people are saying because they, had, they, they got this hand-me-down gospel Someone else preached it, and so they it sounded good, and so they grab it and they run and preach the same thing, and it sounded good, so they run and preach it too, and they just keep handing it down, and there's no biblical uh, foundation to what they're saying. It just sounded good. What do it say? Matthew 27, 52 and 53, 
And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which 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 slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So they got out the grave, they went on to be so all of those people that went, everyone that makes the rapture or is caught up is going to be considered an overcomer and they're going to have new names. So if the rapture took place today and you're caught up, you won't even know the name of the person even when you make it in. Holy Ghost. You won't know their name to address them, even though you made it. Because the only person that knows that name is the one that received it. So you cannot see me, but I'm standing here with a big white stone. Is it a big white stone? Yes. Is this a big white stone? Uh, I'm standing here with a big is this a big white I'm standing here with a big white stone in my hand. And within that stone is my new name. And I'm the only one that understands my new name. That's what the scripture says. It says that uh, only uh, which no man knoweth, saving he that received it. So I'm the only person that knows his name. Even though I'm standing there next to the, the deacons that I, I knew, because we're talking about the time, we're talking about that, we were all caught up. And I'm standing there next to the deacon, and you know, I know in his former life he was a deacon. And, and, and I know that because I'm the pastor and I have to give an account for him. And the Lord asked the pastor, was he faithful? Either the pastor is going to say yes or grievously. And it's the only place that we read about grief. Grievously say no. Which means that he won't be present. So when does that occur that God talks to the pastor about the faithfulness of the flock? Holy Ghost. Bless your Lord Jesus. When does that occur? It occurs right now. It occurs in this moment. Someone has to be able to vouch for you. Someone has to, and it is the job and the responsibility of the pastor. Well, I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to talk to him myself. No, you not. The Bible don't say that. It don't say that you're going to stand there and give a, uh, an account of your life that you're going to vouch for yourself. The Bible said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, you will give an account for your life. Yes, you will. That's scripture. But you want two or three witnesses. You want, every word shall be established. Listen here. So yo, mama's there. I'm gonna see my mom again. But will you be able to get her attention? You don't know her name. You don't know her name. So when we talk about gospel truths, and, and I, I'm, I don't have a lot of time to go into 
more of this, but I want to stir your spirit up. That was what I wanted to do. That's my prayer is that your spirit, your spirit, man, is stirred up. Bless your Lord Jesus. That you are ready when the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. And then we which are alive and remain are caught up. Will you be ready for that moment? Or will you be one that say, well, you know, I've heard that for years and I'm, I'm going to be ready. You know, I don't have to go to church. The church is wherever I am. That's a false teaching. The Bible doesn't teach that. The church is not wherever you are. No. It is not wherever you are. The Bible is very explicit when it talks about the ecclesia. So if you're going to talk about the church, then you have to talk about the ecclesia, the gathering. The gathering is so important. If there is no gathering, you will bleed out. You bleed out. Yes. Uh, talk to a nurse, not talk to a doctor. You want to gather. You fall down, you cut yourself, you, you bruise yourself, and, and the blood gathers together. And it creates a blood, uh, it creates a scab and it stops the bleeding. When we come together, we stop the bleeding. When we come together, there's unification. When we come together, there's strength. When we come together, we are helpers one to another. When we come together, Paul, the Lord told Peter, said, when you have been strengthened, strengthen the brethren. So there may be someone within the that you need to talk to and don't even know it yet. When we come together, it stops the bleeding. We have developed a certain mentality that when we come to church, we come and we have painted something that should not have been painted. And then when that does not manifest itself. Now, I, I don't have time to get into this, this, this today, but I'm just going to tell you, heaven is not that uh, motion picture uh, that you see where people are sitting around with hearts uh, playing their hearts. No, there's a there's a the party is awesome there. The, um, Isaiah. You know, I, I, I need to read this. I need to read this. And I'm going to close with this because time does not permit me to go on more. But I will be back. Not as Arnold Schwartz, but I'll be back. I'll be back. The Bible said in the year that King Uzzi died, I saw the Lord sitting up on a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one having six wings. With twine, twine he covered his face and with twine he covered his feet and with twine he did fly. One cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So that don't sound quiet to me. That sounds very loud. Matter of fact, 
it was very loud. It was very loud. Those angels was crying out, holy, holy, holy. Everybody could hear what was being said. And, and you know, the, the amazing part, it was not disruptive. It didn't disrupt anything that was going on because everybody was with it. And the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Now, don't tell me that that's a, a, what you see in the movies. Uh-uh. The doorpost was swaying. The house was being rocked. Then said I, woe is me. Oh, my gosh. I said he's having a moment here when he sees what's going on that I don't belong here. Woe is me, for I am undone. You do not want that testimony of being undone. That's why we're talking about it today. I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. And because I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king of kings. And so he goes on and confesses, and God purges his sins. You want your sins to be purged. You want your sins to be purged. Peter said, have them repent and be converted, that your sins be blotted out. And he goes on to talk to them about what that means. Listen, if you have not repented of your sins, if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sin, the Bible says that baptism is for remission of sin. There are those that say, well, you don't need to be baptized. Just confess. Well, the Bible was not talking to the, uh, that was to people that had already been baptized where that he's talking to. Those are not people. Uh, when you get past Acts, you're dealing with church um, administration. Prior to that, they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? What must we do to be saved? Scripture, we're here saved by through baptism. What must I do to be saved? They ask the question, what do I do to be saved? How can I get rid of my sins? What can I do? And Peter told him, said, repent. And be baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sin. What do you have? Acts 2.38. Nope. That's not what I'm looking for. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm talking about that right now. Tells them to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for remission of sin. And he gives a promise that you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't think the Holy Ghost is necessary, think again. Read your Bible. Every place we read, we see that they were, when they Peter preached to Cornelius' house, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Just at the preaching of the word. And then afterwards, they was baptized in the name of Jesus. Paul came across some people and they said, we, we believe. And he said, well, have you received since you believed it? And they said, receive. And he said, he start telling them about the Holy Ghost. And he said, we didn't even know anything about the Holy Ghost. And he ministered to them and the Holy Ghost was, they received the Holy Ghost and then they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And you going to tell me these men, the apostles got it wrong? That they didn't understand that baptism uh, and, the, and the titles of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost they did understand it. They understood it very plainly. They were very clear on baptism. It's in first or second people. They were very clear on it. 
of what Jesus meant when he said baptizing him in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Ghost. This is why it's so important that you go to a Bible teaching church. This is why it's so important that you get into the word of God and understand what needs to be understood according to the word of God. In Luke, the, the 24th chapter, it says in the 44th verse, and he said unto them, these are the words which I have spoken unto you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Now, for those that say, well, the Old Testament is outdated and you don't need it. Uh, Jesus just said it was written there about him. The, the whole, entire Old Testament, what we're reading about the relevancy of what he did is written throughout the Old Testament. Scriptures that you're reading that they're talking from, be holy for I'm holy, is in the Old Testament. So you need all the book. You need all of it. Then open he their understanding. So you're not going to tell me they didn't understand and know what they were doing. The scripture says that then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So you're not going to say that they got it wrong and they had a complete understanding of what needed to be done. They understood the name, the significance of the name. They understood it. And so therefore, in the 47th verse right there and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Go back then and read the second epistle of Luke, where he speaks about uh, that they were told to go back to Jerusalem and to preach the gospel, to minister the word of God, to evangelize. They understood. They understood what it meant. Have you been baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin? I didn't say in the name, in the title, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and then they say in Jesus' name at the end. No, what they're trying to do is cover their steps because they are scared of the, they are scared because they follow the tradition of men. Let's do it. If we're going to do it, let's do it God's way. Let's do it right so that we have, so that we get the results that God wants to give us. The Bible tells us in Matthews 1 and 21, and he, and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. See, salvation is in the name of Jesus. And then Acts 4 and 12 says, there's no other name under heaven, no other name, no other name under heaven, whereby we must, must be saved. What do you say? First Peter 3 and 21. Mm -hmm. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Stop right there. So for those that say, well, you don't have to be baptized, just confess with your mouth and receive the Lord in your house, in your heart. Don't believe that. And do nothing. Because only those that are that meet what God has said is going to be caught up. Only those that meet what God is saying is going to hear the trump of God and rise up to be with us in the air.
Bless you, Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Simply Bible truth. Let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about the word of God and what is really being said. There's a lot more, but I, I, I'm going to stop right here. I, I think I need to just to stop here for today. There's enough that's been said for to save your soul. There's enough that's been said for you to go back and, and sit down and rethink your soul salvation. All of us should do that. Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. I crucify this flesh daily. Every day, I've got to make sure that I keep myself in check. It don't mean that he was sinning every day or the thought of sin. But I'm going to make sure that I'm in the right place so that if the Lord should come in this moment, in this season, that I'm ready. I'm ready. When I'm watching TV and 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 the movie goes from being a good subject matter into a sexual matter and they can't help themselves, then it's time for me to change the saddle. I don't need that. Neither do you. No. We don't need all that it placed in us because after a while it's going to be in us and we can't and we got to shake it and we got to be washed and we got to be clean and we got to prep ourselves all over again to no don't put our put yourself in a situation at all where you find yourself repenting later of that thing listen here i'm, I'm gonna stop with this i know i keep saying i'm gonna stop but but listen, if you're doing something that you know you should not have no business doing, stop it. Stop it. Because when that trump sound and the dead in Christ rise first, 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, dead in Christ rise first and then we which are alive are caught up in the air to meet the Lord and so ever shall we be with him, it's too late. And, and we could go back and we don't have time to even talk about what's going to happen during the tribulation period where those that think they're going to become martyrs for Christ. If you can't handle it now and the Holy Ghost is present, how are you going to handle it then? All of a sudden, you're going to make up your mind and you're going to be a saint. But you you struggling right now and the demonic forces and the tribulation and things that's going to be occurring during that time. But, but all of a sudden you go, you go muster it all up in your own strength. And, and now you're going to, uh, now you just going to be, you just, you just going to be saved now. First Corinthians one and 15, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment. In the twinkling of an eye. How quick is that? I know in the movies, you know, the guy see the girl, the girl see the guy and his eyes sparkle or her tooth sparkle. How quick is that? How quick is that? Are, are you able in that moment to, to say, Lord, I repent. The sparkle is over. Well, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. That's why I'm talking to you the way I am this morning, because he knows your heart and it needs to change. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, 
For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. It has nothing about your spirit being changed. Nothing about your spirit. Nothing about your spirit. Nothing about your spirit will be changed in that moment. The Bible said as a tree falls, that's how it lays. And that's in death. In life, if you are not changed, if you have not repented, if you have not been converted, you will not make it in. And the only reason you'll know that the that the caught the church has been caught up is because of the hysteria and everybody running around and and, and trying to figure out what most of people will know that the, the rapture has taken place because they've heard of it now. And the news media, the pandemonium and all of the stuff that is going on. And don't think the government has not prepared for the coming of Christ. They have prepared. Yes. And the Bible speaks of their preparedness. So you be prepared. You be prepared as well as everyone else. Be prepared with us. Stay with us inside the pages because that's where we are in the word of God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your word this morning. Lord God, we honor you for each one that have taken time to tune in and to hear your word. Lord God, we pray and ask that their hearts, and as they share the gospel, Lord, their hearts be stirred. Lord Jesus, to live according to your will in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise and to magnify you even the more. Lord, help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord, into sharing your word. Help us, Lord God, into living your word to meet your expectations. Lord God, so that we hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the moving of your power. Lord God, we just want to honor you. We want to live holy. Lord God, so when you look at us, you see holiness. Lord, you said that no man will stand in your presence without it. Lord, we don't want to be found as liars. We don't want to be found as adulterers and fornicators and Lord, catering to the flesh and doing things and making excuses and caving for the moment and then running back saying, I change. Lord God, we pray against that behavior. We pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, us to have tenacity. Lord Jesus, to stick with being committed. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. We thank you for what you are going to do and the testimonies that you have given and those that are to come. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Thank God. Thank each one of you that have joined in this morning to hear the word of God. And I ask that you would please share the word with others. Send them a link uh, to, to our broadcast. It doesn't cost anything to do that, you know. And, and so we just thank you because we are. My hands are on the gospel plow. They're on the gospel plow. And I have a tight grip on it. Amen. And I have a testimony to tell. And so let's continue to, to pray for one another. Don't be selfish in your prayers. 
God knows what you have need of. And if you pray for me, I'm certainly praying for someone and they praying for someone. I'm telling you, it makes a full circle. It comes back and you don't have to pray for yourself all the time because someone is praying. I've been in I've been in services where I woke up knowing I have been across the country. I'll leave you with this. I was in one service, went to bed and I dreamed that I was at church and they were having a high time in the Lord. And I was standing in back of the church and a gentleman walked up to me and he said, he said, I've never seen you in our service before. Who are you? Where are you from? And I said, well, I'm, I'm here visiting. I'm from the Cornerstone. And I just wanted to be in the service and just magnify the Lord with you. And I woke up. That was not a dream. That was because I was there in that service with them. Just praising the Lord. God bless you.